Good morning here from Laguna Beach, California, all over the world. And a special shout out to Ghana in Africa. It is, uh, it is going through a lot. And I went through, um, I went through my listeners and there's quite a few people from Ghana that uh, tune in. And, and, and actually it should be around 5 o'clock p.m. <laughs> if, if you're looking at the world clock. Anyway, this is Craig Rainbow Radio, Saturday morning. It's a beautiful morning here in Laguna Beach. And as we always do, let's start out with the weather. Small ca- small craft advisory, sunny and high of 64. That is beautiful, wonderful winds are west to southwest, five to 10 miles an hour. Humidity of 54%. And uh, yeah, so that's the high today. Uh, it was really chilly this morning. And matter of fact, there was frost on the pumpkin, as they say. Um, it didn't look like it was freezing, but when there's frost, I think it's freezing. I don't know. I'm, uh, I got to follow the science a little better, I guess. Uh, anyway, the, uh, the uh, forecast for the week is uh, something we much need, but us, uh, and I do appreciate, it's rain. Uh, it's rain on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, showers for three days in a row. Starting Tuesday, it gets cloudy. So, and the temperature is going to be in the 60s, uh, mid 60s, uh, high 50s to mid 60s for for the week. But uh, I'm showing one, two, three, four, five rainy days ahead uh, in the 10-day forecast. So, that's 50% of the weather here in Laguna Beach, and we do need uh, lots of water. That's a given, and. Fortunately, there was a bunch of snow up in the Sierras, and that increases the snowpack, and all of the ski lodges are, I'm sure, loving it, because <laughs> uh, uh, that's uh, like it's snowing money, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, shout out to our sponsor, Chris Tibbet from Compass Realty. Thank you for supporting us this holiday season. Lovely Christmas card, Chris, you sent out. Thank you from all the team at um, Compass Realty. We appreciate that. Um, very much part of our community. Uh, yeah, I I have um, a lot a lot of news coming up here, but I wanted to I, I want to start off with um, a special item here. I I have been neglect neglecting um, music. I've been I've been advised by my associates. Play more music. Well, that's a slap in the face. They don't want to hear me talk. They want more music. But nevertheless, <laughs> I I digress. <laughs> uh, I have Remy Wolf was suggested as an artist by uh, a dear friend of mine, Alex. And a shout out to you, Alex. Thank you for the, the lead. Um, he also suggests a couple other songs, but I need him like a day before to be able to um, put him into the system. But this one was in the system. So I was able to get Remy Wolf. Let's see. Um, Remy Wolf is born in 96. Mm-hmm. How old would you be? 96. Uh, anyway, in Palo Alto, California, a native California songwriter from California, a senior at Palo Alto High School. 
She appeared as a contestant on American Idol after completing her studies at USC Thornton School of Music. She made her solo debut with the self-released extended play, You're a Dog, <laughs> in October of 2019. Wolf subsequently released her second EP and major label debut, I'm Allergic to Dogs. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. On Island Records. So let's see if we can uh, get that tuned up there. Uh, where is she? Uh, I'm sorry. Um, and the song is called Cheesin'. So um, what can I say? I, I think this is it. Yep. Here we go. Remy Wolf. was Remy Moore, uh, Remy Moore, Remy Wolf. Where'd I get more? Um, the new artist featured here on KXFM 104.7 Rainbow Radio. Wolf was born in Palo Alto, as I said earlier, to a Sicilian mother and a Russian-Persian father. She's got a lot of ethnicity. And around the eight, she became interested in competing competitive skiing and represented the U.S. in alpine skiing in North Olympic Games for two consecutive years. At the age of 17, she did all that before the age of 17. She moved to Los Angeles where she attended USC Thornton School of Music. So there's a little more information on Remy. We will have another artist next week. I'm sure if Alex can get it together in time. <laughs> now I'm dissing him. But I appreciate, uh, I appreciate some uh, input on new artists. I don't know all there is to know about the new artists. I barely can keep up with the news, speaking of... <laughs> So let's let's try this out. My new um... and now it's news on KXFM one hundred four point seven. Army's map service astronomer, excuse me, <laughs> I didn't think there'd be an astronaut in the map. In Washington D.C., because of his homosexuality, a few day a few days later, he's blacklisted from seeking federal employment. These events spur the Kameni into being a gay rights activist. That's Frank Kameni in 1955. Can you imagine that? An astronomer. You can't have a gay astronomer. They might put something in the stars and, and recruit. In 1973, for the second time in two years, the New York City Council rejects a proposed gay rights ordinance for the city. 
73. I think things really started shake, rattle, and roll around 78 to 85. Things, uh, more pride festivals, more activities. But that's history, you know, because it is 20, soon to be 2022. Imagine that. Hmm. In 1999, Baker versus Vermont, the Vermont Supreme Court orders the state legislature to devise a law to give same-sex couples identical rights to married couples. That's in Vermont in 1999, and that's pretty progressive in 1999, I might add. But where do I get my reference? Well, maybe I lived through some of it. <laughs> maybe it's firsthand experience. I'm not sure. December. <laughs> I read it about in history books, folks. In December 21st in LGBTQ history in 1917 in Russia, the Bolsheviks repeal the entire criminal code in favor of a revolutionary justice. Among the laws nullified are those relating to sex acts between men. That's in 1917. A lot has happened since then. 1969 in New York City, Jim Oles and Mary Robinson leave the Gay Liberation Front to form a group exclusively dedicated to the pursuit of gay rights. The new organization is called the Gay Activist Alliance. In 1973, the United States federal judge issues a bulletin stating that the federal service, the federal civil service, may not terminate an employee based on sexual orientation alone. You have to add something to it. <laughs> oh, I'm being... Okay, well, that's a step. In the right direction. Uh, in 1981, Time and Newsweek ran their first major stories about AIDS. Oh, yuck. In 1988, the Chicago City Council votes 28 to 17 to approve a bill banning discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation. Boy, there's a lot of history on December 21st. In 1993, the Department of Defense issues a directive prohibiting the U.S. military from barring applicants from service based on their sexual orientation. Applicants shall not be asked or required to reveal whether they are homosexual, states the new policy, which still forbids applicants from engaging in homosexual acts or making a statement that he or she is a homosexual. This policy is known as don't ask, don't tell. But as you know, got repealed. <laughs> in 2001, Larry Kramer survived that way. You know, I'm going to go on about that. Um, don't ask, don't tell. But it was a step towards acceptance, you know, while it failed miserably, it put it in the forefront. And I think it provoked a lot of the military authorities that be to re-examine the whole policy and come up with a more honest and uh, fair policy. I was amazed to hear the Joint Chiefs of Staff uh, members um, support it. And I was terribly surprised. I watched the proceedings, actually. So it's firsthand information there, folks. Okay, so it did, the Don't Ask, Don't Tell while was very much, I'd say, a failure because it it uh, it was trying to embrace something that wasn't going to work, <laughs> for lack of better words. But it did get people to thinking about what would work. And um, through that, I think that that's my opinion. And it's as it says at the top of the show, I'm, I have opinions here. <laughs> So I digress. In 2001, Larry Kramer survives a life-saving liver transplant where his surgery bloggers erroneously report the 70-year-old 70 is dead. Hmm. I don't remember that event. In 2004, Newfoundland a Labrador, and Labrador become the eighth Canadian province to legalize same-sex marriage after a Supreme Court judge approves the license of two lesbian couples. How about that? In 2006... New Jersey Governor John Corzine, Corzine signs a bill establishing civil unions in the state. The first civil union license become available in February 20 of 2007. Moving along on this day in history, December 22nd, President Obama signs a bill that officially repeals the military's don't ask, don't tell policy. There's a lot about the don't ask, don't tell, tell policy. And the last day in this week's reflection on this day in history is December 24th, openly lesbian actress Pat Bond dies of lung cancer at the age of 65. 
that's a not a very nice note to end on this day in history. <laughs> anyway, I yes. Yeah, so let's take a music break here because it, it's time. I, I hate to wear you out with too much news, and uh, so we'll just move right along here. <laughs> Day to day, I'm blind to see and find how far to go. 
release goes out to Michael Witkowski, my uh, longtime friend, many, many years. <laughs> I often said uh, that um, measuring scholastic aptitude uh, is one science, and it's pretty well defined about what you remember, not necessarily well, as Elon Musk says, I, I, I make the distinction between people that are educated and people that are smart. <laughs> they don't necessarily go together. <laughs> so uh, with that, uh, you probably have a better chance of being smart if you're educated. But uh, what he's saying is is making good decisions don't necessarily go hand in hand with a good education. Uh, uh, but I digress. So first of all, uh, I, um, I wanted to touch on... Um, so that goes out to you, Michael. Thanks for uh, being a friend, and thanks for being here all all along, many many years. And um, you're much loved. So I have to go back to um, two or was it last week? I think it was no, it was a week before last. I think Eddie Singletary chimed in from Puerto Vallarta uh, live online, and it was a fun it was a fun program because he, if you did the Zoom thing or you watched it on. Uh, as it live streamed onto Facebook, uh, Rainbow Radio, you could see this beautiful sunny day, and uh, he spoke highly. And it reminded me that how many people around the world can tune in or watch. And one of my favorite, uh, well, one of my comments on that event that day that Eddie called in was that um, it'd be nice if people maybe felt they needed a voice a bit for maybe an LGBTQ concern or issue or cause they have. They could tune in, and so uh, one nation that has been a, a kind of a, a focus um, of myself has been Ghana uh, in uh, Africa, on the continent of Africa, and it's on the uh, west coast, about halfway down. On it's a it borders the uh, Atlantic Ocean, so it's a sea has a seaside community as well as goes inland for a ways. I think the population is about 8 million, but they have some horrible, horrible laws before their legislature uh, about being gay in the community. And so I often tout about, and I always was hopeful that someone from Ghana would tune in on the 
on the um, Zoom, which you can, and, and, and maybe I could help give a voice to some of the concerns that are there. I certainly understand that, that uh, if you're in Ghana, according to the news I read, you need to be careful about um, communicating things about LGBTQ because you can still be persecuted for that. So uh, here's, a, here's a news article with regard to that. Uh, Kofi is a respected married man with two children. He also describes himself, however, as a man having sex with men. They call it MSM. Um, no one in his community suspects he has been exposed to HIV, but he tested positive and has been going to the clinic for his antiviral drugs on a regular basis. Antivirals, when administered diligently, have been shown to be highly effective in suppressing the virus in people living with HIV and in preventing the transmission of HIV. Kofi believes he will get to the point where he is able, unable to pass the virus to another person through sexual intercourse. Kofi, however, is not happy about living his living condition. Thus, apart from being disciplined uh, with his um, antiviral drugs, he has joined a counseling and rehabilitation program that focuses on educating people about safer sexual lifestyles. Within the counseling and rehabilitation program, they also have access to information on sexually transmitted disease, STIs, as well as products like condoms and to encourage Kofi and others to uh, like him to adopt safer sexual practices and lifestyles. Well, uh, Mr. Daniel Wilson, Ampofo, not his real name, shares this antidote and uh, to highlight his fears about the proper sexual rights and uh, the Gyanan family values bill, which before, is before Parliament. The private member's bill funded by some members of Parliament seeks to make Ill, it illegal to be gay or to advocate for gay rights in Ghana. The bill further criminalizes the promotion and funding of LGBTQ activities as well as public displays of affection, cross-dressing, and more. Campaigning for LGBTQ plus persons on a social media or social platforms are also prohibited under the bill. The bill hasn't passed yet, but they're, they're working on it. It, however, seeks to provide for protection and support for children, persons who are victims of accused or accused of LGBTQIAAP plus. I have no idea. That's a long one and related activities and other persons in related matters, but people advocating the rights of sexual minorities will be penalized. So that's the bill. Um, it hasn't passed yet. So I went looking on my followers on Rainbow Radio, and I discovered that there's Patrick, Francis, and Song. There's about nine. And Nana, and Long Live, and Ali, and Bukhara, all of whom are following my program. So, and there's more. Some people don't list their country, so I don't know. Um, but I encourage any one of you, if you would like to and, and want to speak, to, to reach out to me at, at uh, Rainbow Radio. And let's, uh, let's hear what your... Um, information or whatever you can share with what's happening in Ghana uh, this holiday season. Uh, we as a community should do our best to support everyone. I think we are very blessed here in California and particularly in Laguna Beach where the city and the community has totally embraced on so many levels uh, the idea that uh, everyone should be treated fairly and the idea of diversity is a powerful, good thing. And uh, for that, we are very grateful. And with that love and careful thought, I think it's important to share and to support other people in other countries or locations where their livelihood is threatened by the attitudes and the misconceptions and the prejudice of other people in their community, unfortunately. So that's my invitation to you folks in Ghana. And I uh, would love to hear from you. If you want to send me a message, you can go to Craig at, uh, or you can go to rainbow-radio.com and leave me a message or email Craig at rainbow-radio.com. Anyone will work. Yes. 
So now I have a special guest here. I'm going to ask, uh, oh, <laughs> he's waking up. Let's see. Rick, unmute, unmute your mic. Hi. Yeah, Rick, uh, what do you think about all that I just discussed? Well, it's, it's amazing in this day and age, we still have to say that people should have all the same rights and be treated equally and all that kind of stuff. And there's places that, yeah, don't do that. Well, even this country doesn't do that, but. Yeah, I think we should share the love. Definitely. Yes. Yes. And speaking of sharing love, Rick has a couple Christmas songs, which I was unable to find in the system. I have so many things I can't find in the system today. And that being one, uh, but I think next, uh, the next show I do is on the 25th. Oh, are you doing a show on Christmas Day? I wasn't sure. I thought you might take the day off. I don't think I can. I think <laughs> I think I better be here. And so uh, with that, I will be certain to uh, dig up all your songs. You have Naughty or Nice, Midnight Will Be Clear, and uh, White Sand Christmas. Yeah, and also All I Want for Christmas is Some Sleep is another one. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, oh, my. Well, you got too many. I can't. I don't know. I can't. I, I have like six or seven. I, every year, I write a couple, so it's like I'm up to seven or eight. One of them is going to become like White Christmas. I'm sure, very popular. Yeah. Well, maybe the White Sand Christmas one. That's about spending Christmas on an island, you know. <laughs> oh, that would be nice. <laughs> so, what if you had to pick one of your children? <laughs> it's a difficult decision. Yeah. Uh, is there one of the? children you would prefer i select for next christmas day well definitely midnight will be clear because um, adrian christian i do a version adrian christian does a great version of it and it's about uh someone staying sober during the holidays and it's a really powerful message song and stuff um so definitely midnight would be clear for a lighter tone maybe all i want for christmas is some sleep which we did a fun video too which is on youtube um we might be able to squeeze both those in oh huh? okay that's great you can't you can't but you know um, Rick also has a book out about entertaining. How's that going? Oh, that's okay. Yeah, it's uh, how catering sucked the life right out of me. So it's um, actually yeah. it's a good Christmas gift, but it's probably too late to order and get it in time. But maybe not. Um, yeah, it's a fun. I've done catering for many years, so I uh, tell, tell tell about those stories and uh, the inside scoop. Yes, of, and what, what goes on behind the scenes, and it's yeah. <laughs> There's a, I, I thought of you uh, and your book when I read so many people that in food service are reluctant to go back to work uh, for the low pay and long hours. And uh, I think that's, oh, I think it's, what did I say? The um, COVID has caused people to uh, regroup and think a bit about their priorities and what they want to do with their life and their number of days they have, you know? Yeah. And um, maybe trying to please too many Karens is <laughs> 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 not on their high list of priorities. <laughs> yeah, I certainly understand that being in the in the hotel business for so many. Yeah. years. I wrote the I wrote the book before the whole Karen thing came out, but yeah, I could have included something with that. Karens in there, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's not too late. You can digitally augment it. I'm sure. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, um. So that's uh, the news that's gone. I do have some other news here. And Rick, you're welcome to, to share your opinion on some of this um, as we move along. Or anyone else who wants to join us on. Um, I found this interesting because I lived in Idaho for a while. I lived in Boise and I joined a gay theater troupe in Boise. Imagine that. <laughs> this was in 95. So that's a few years ago. Uh and when I first moved there, I thought, what have I done? Moved to Boise, Idaho from sunny Scottsdale, California. Yeah, I mean, Arizona, Scottsdale, you know, it's a little attitude there. Uh, anyway, I, I wound up there. My first day there, I'm in a hotel room while I move my furniture and stuff, and I'm getting an apartment and such. And I thought, well, I'm going to tour the city. I know very little about Boise, this job kind of popped in up on the radar and I took it and I go downtown to find out that it is pride day in Boise. And I thought, well, well, there's some people here too. <laughs> there were about 30 people in front of the state Capitol. It's a beginning. Okay. There were about 40 or 50 there protesting the 30 that were there. <laughs> 
because they didn't think that LGBTQ people existed or they should have anything to do. And the grim, they had some guy dressed as a grim reaper with a sickle, you know, there he is. And I thought, uh oh, have I made a mistake? But first impressions can often be very wrong. And I do have to say, I love Boise, Idaho. I was in a theater, gay theater troupe there. I, I cut my first uh, onstage presence. I had to lead in a stage play called Cute Boys in Their Underpants Fight the Evil Trolls. <laughs> and I was cast as a prince of trolls. Imagine that, me. A troll, please. <laughs> anyway, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. So in Boise, the Idaho Methodist Church replaces an image of founding fathers with a female bishop wearing an LGBTQ rainbow scarf <gasps> in Boise. Uh, man, the Methodist Church in Boise, Idaho, has sparked controversy by replacing a vast stained glass window that depicted founding fathers Robert E. Lee and George Washington and Abe Lincoln with an image of Lontine Kelly, the first black female bishop in the United States, wearing an LGBTQ rainbow scarf. Oh, goodness. Officials at the Cathedral of the Rockies, a United Methodist Church congregation located in Boise, announced the decision to change the stained glass window, which dates back to 1960. In June 2020, but only this week, did the change take effect. The gospel of Jesus Christ compels us and our baptismal vows embolden us to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they may present themselves, the statement read. In an attempt to forcibly justify the decision to remove the stained glass window of the founding fathers of the country, claiming without substance that they represented an alleged systemic racism pre prevalent in the United States. The church board went on to note that the decision was made after conducting several prayers and thoughtful deliberations and labeled Lee's image as divisive and hurtful. We believe this section of the window to be inconsistent with our current mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world, they continued. Wow, they really stepped into it there. Methodist. I love Methodist. <laughs> oh, my God. And some other good news here. This time in France. Parlez-vous français? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> anyway, France's parliament has voted to ban so-called conversion therapy, joining a handful of countries that have taken steps to outlaw practices that seek to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. Under the French legislation, people offering LGBTQ, and this is a different one, LGBTIQ, man, this is just messes my brain. Conversion therapy could be jailed for up to two years and fined 30,000 euros, $47,000, with even tougher sentences if under the if under 18-year-olds, vulnerable adults are involved. How about that? The bill, which must be signed by the French president, Emmanuel Marcon, Cron, before becoming law, was passed days after a similar ban was signed into law in Canada, Brazil, Ecuador, Malta, Albania, and Germany, who have also passed legislation that either partially or fully outlaws the practice which has been condemned by medical professionals. That is huge. I just, I, if anyone's seen the last couple of years, there's movies about conversion therapy and the damage that it causes. And um, it's kind of, I think in the annuals of history, people will look back and think, what? They did what? <laughs> you know, but uh, that's just the way it is. So, yeah. And here is another, this is shocking. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know how uh, juries decide financial rewards, but it seems like too often they're, they're a lot of money, but often it gets reduced in the end of it and doesn't really always happen and there's no money to be paid. But in nonetheless, I digress, a Kansas City area school district must pay a transgender student $4 million, which this sounds pretty horrific. After it refused to let him use the boys' restroom or locker rooms, a Jackson County jury decided. The jury on Monday found the Blue Springs School District had discriminated against the student 
NBC affiliate KSHB-TV reported. The school district said that the statement that, um, in a statement that it disagreed with the verdict and would be seeking appropriate relief from the court, the trial court and court of appeals if necessary. The student had illegally or had legally changed his name in 2010, a few years ago, and amended his birth certificate to reflect his new name and gender in 2014, a few years ago, according to the lawsuit. He filed the lawsuit in 2015. Oh, although the state recognized him as a boy, the district denied the student access to the boys' restrooms and the locker rooms at Delta Woods Middle School and the Freshman Center, the lawsuit said. So he sued. Um, I think that's another thing that we'll look back in history and think, why did it matter? Who, you know, oh my God. Censorship of gay kiss on Cyprus TV, another setback for LGBT community in Cyprus, in Europe, Cyprus, yes. The censorship of a kiss between two men on broadcast on a Greek series by a local channel was another setback for gay rights in Cyprus, LGBT activists said on Thursday. The decision to censor the scene with two men kissing uh, on the mouth in a third season of Agri's Melissus when it was broadcast by Ant One last month was widely condemned on social media. A Facebook group called uh, LGBTQI activism commented on the incident in various posts saying that the two kiss scenes of the period drama were censored due to legislative ambiguity. Now, what would that be? Is that, a, is that an oxymoron, Rick? Legislative ambiguity. <laughs> oh, my God. This was also the reason provided by the channel to the media. A competent source um, of the channel told Cyprus Times that the decision was made in line with a radio and television regulation whose interpretation remains unclear. Better to err on the side of caution, I guess. There are some general instructions. The flow, uh, the flow section of the station is very sensitive. A great effort is being made. The scene that shows the two men are in a relationship is definitely not cut. It was not the purpose. But the kiss was. Hmm. I think that's the steak without the sizzle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, <laughs> I'm going to run out of time here. I, well, I know I have a good Gay Indian American to become the top LGBTQ White House staffer. How about that? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna. I'm this name Gautam Gautam Raghavan, a gay American Indian American, will be the highest ranking member of the White House staff when he advances to director of the Office of Presidential Personnel. Raghavan has been deputy director since President Joe Biden took office, but he will move up now with that uh, to that of the director. Kathleen Russell is going to UNICEF to become its executive director. The White House announced Friday. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterro announces Russell's appointment to UNICEF Friday. She will succeed Henrietta Four, who resigned in July to deal with family health issues, the Associated Press reports. Under Kathy's leadership, the White House Office Presidential Personnel, PPO, has broken records in both speed and diversity of hiring, working rest relentlessly to ensure that our federal government reflects America and delivers for the American people, a statement said from Biden. I'm also pleased that Guantam Raghavan, that's the Native American, Gay, gay Indian American, um, uh, yeah, Native American, what do I say? Okay. Uh, a seamless transition that will enable us to continue building a federal workforce that is efficient, effective, dependable, and diverse. All of those things. How about that? So, uh, yeah. Um, what else the news I have here? I don't, I, um. I think we're going to take a short music break, and I will be back on the other side of that, and we'll wrap it up. How about that? Here we go. This goes out to my brother, Brian. Brian Cooley. Love you, Brian. 
get tired of that song that goes again to my brother brian up in uh up in northern california in san francisco bay area and his what lovely wife mary um so i i've been accused of forgetting to mention a few people i started this mentioning and i don't want to make it sound like it's a coolie party but <laughs> but i want i do want to shout out to lynn uh, who was visiting from the UK. She's Welsh, so she's we can't chastise her for being uh, a colonialist Brit <laughs> that, that, that conquered the world and, and instilled a lot of, um, well, I digress. <laughs> and, and my friend Joe, uh, going back to see his family uh, for Christmas, yes. And... Um, Brian and Mario. Mario, who is my um, works, helps me with the programming. You, Mario, if you can get someone for Christmas, maybe Santa Claus could pop by or a couple of the good, uh, a couple of the saints. I don't know. <laughs> maybe the three wise men. That would be good. So contact them, see if they're available. Okay. Uh, and uh, I, 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 uh, what's it? Yeah. And my many wishes to, to all my other friends out there that I'm not mentioning their names. You know who you are. That's a, that's a lame way to put it, isn't it? Rick, did you have anyone you wanted to shout out to? <laughs> Got to unmute your mic. Oh, yeah. there you go. Uh, <clears throat> no, I don't think so. No. <laughs> and, and I should say what I, all I want for Christmas is love. 
you know, I, I want to see all the hate disappear and I want to see love. And my message again last week, and it'll be again next week, because until we make it happen, is when you see someone that's a friend or acquaintance or even someone on the street, give them a smile and say, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, whatever razzes your berries. And if they're offended that you call, if you use the wrong vernacular, what do you say, vernacular? What is that word? I don't know. Yeah, one of those things. Um, Just relax. They're saying they care, regardless of what the exact word is. You know, that's what I say. (laughs) Whenever someone tells me to have a nice day, I say, don't tell me what to do. Oh, Rick, that's lovely. Yeah, I hope you smile when you do. Yes, I do. Yeah. And, and I, say, I mean that in the most sincere, caring way. <laughs> I'm like, go to heck. go to heck, but you know, I mean that in a very caring and thoughtful way. <laughs> the which kind of yeah, go know. to heck because you look really cold. I want you to warm up. <laughs> <laughs> what do I have? Yeah. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So next week is Christmas, and I will do my Christmas show. Oh, I am happy to tell you they pulled um, Catalina back, island of Catalina back into for, along the coast here. Again, you can see it. It is a beautiful day in Laguna. It's going to be about 70 degrees. You could almost say it's beach weather. You'd be brave, being a little brave, but uh, it could, uh, well, if you're in <laughs> anywhere else and it's 60 degrees, it's definitely beach weather, but here... We like it to be 70 or better to be beach weather, but we're going to be right on the, on the side there, you know, close to it. Yeah. And that's all the news that is the news that I have to share. Um, my next, uh, person is coming in. So, um, Rick, did any, any fair, fond farewells? No, just Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I want I'll... to thank you for, for come for popping in here, Rick. I appreciate it very much. And, and I want to encourage other people too, if they get a chance to the Zoom is always the same, never changes. If you're confused about how to get there, go to rainbow-radio.com, rainbow-radio.com. And the link is right there. Again, it never changes. Every Saturday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. If you have any news or anyone you would like to see uh, perhaps on the program, and uh, maybe we can share what they're up to, please also go to rainbow-radio.com and leave me a message and we'll work on that. Okay. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say adios for now. My uh, replacement is here. Ah, the May she's warming up on her. <laughs> and uh, thanks again, Rick, everyone have a happy holiday. I'll be here on December 25th. So um, tune in at 9am and we'll have an eggnog and solve all the problems of the world. How's that? Thanks again. KXFM Radio Craig signing off.